What's going on, everybody? Andrew LaDuke, a.k.a. Mr. Mallard, here on Divots and Pivots, part of That Sports Podcast Network, formerly known as Fantasy Sports Corporation. New look, same awesome analyst and host for you. Uh, it's Tuesday night. We're here to talk golf, as always. Bud will be joining us shortly, but let's get into my opening thought to start off, and then Bud joins us here. We'll get into his opening thought, uh, and he joins us right now, sliding in just in time, Bud. Copeland, how are you this evening, sir? Have you recovered from the festivities of this weekend? No, me neither. Are you meaning to not talk? <laughs> Just mime to me? Cool. All right. So, <laughs> so my opening thought then, look, the, the, the waste management this weekend happened. Uh, and it happened in a lot of different ways. Um, look, Hi. Now you're here. Okay. Hey, what's happening, everyone? <laughs> could you not my, hear me before? My, or... No, I couldn't. Did you not? Were you not clued in by the the smooth entrance that just happened? Were oh, you I was. Here? That's why I started talking with my opening thought because I was I was picking that picking up what you were throwing down, but uh, I was still confused along the way. But I was. I'm glad on. somebody was. I was. I was just fucking <laughs> lost. I'm so sorry. Uh, we got we got it we got we got to work on the interns these these technical glitches that are throwing me off uh, uh, are really screwing up my vibe. Anyways, back to your open. Good to see you. So morale morale is medium medium right now. We're gonna okay. It's only gonna go up. It's only gonna go up. It's Tiger Week. So back to your opening thought. Is hold on. Is that a Buffalo Bills hat or is that a parrot on your hat? No, that that is a a, a UMass Lowell Riverhawks hat. Oh, go Hawks! Shit, I just <laughs> couldn't tell. Bad lighting. All right, back that, to your yeah. opening thoughts. What I miss? What is your opening thought tonight, sir? You missed nothing yet. I was only just setting up the opening thought. My opening thought is: Hold on, were you were you were you teeing it up? I, I was teeing it up. Thank you for the the quotes on that too. Yes, I was teeing up my opening thought, which uh, obviously revolves around the waste manager for me, but mostly around Zach Johnson. We're gonna get more to Zach about Zach Johnson later on the show when we do break down some of the the waste management. But uh, the big temper tantrum that he threw this week. Um, it brought up a thought to me that I that I think fans were so harsh on him coming out after that uh, and really let him have it because there's obviously still some residual uh, energy, if you say, and feelings in the, the the fan base of golf after what happened with the Ryder Cup and his leadership and, and the absolute, um, I guess, I don't want to say goose egg because they kind of made something of it at the end on that on Sunday, but it was still leading up to that. There was no competition. Uh, and Zach Johnson obviously has fallen out of favor of the fans. And the fact that he chooses the one loose party weekend tournament of the year to sit there and complain about fans talking and chirping him. And then he gets mad after he enters the tee box, calls them out for being too loud, tells them not to talk. And then he goes out there and rips his shot. I feel if it was wide right or wide, wide, wide left, but either way, he missed the fairway. And fair enough, the fans gave it to him. And that's when he tells them to basically shut up and that this has got out of hand and, and stop talking. Like, just just don't come. Zach Johnson, it, we if that's gonna be if that's gonna be your attitude at the funnest tournament of the year, do not come. We don't want you there. Stay at home, bitch about it on your couch, or hell, 
watch the live. I'm sure you wouldn't enjoy that either. It's I don't know. Just it's not here for you. If that's not for you, then don't come. It's that it's that simple. You don't need to be at that tournament. It's not a signature event. You're not going to be penalized. Take the week off. That's how I'm I throwing, feel. Throwing shots in there when I bring it up. Go home and watch live. Um, well, yeah, just, just don't bring the mood that? down. Everyone's having fun. Don't bring the mood down. Those, and we're going to get more into this, the stuff that went on at the tournament this week, and that did bring people's mood down. But we didn't need Zach Johnson to add to it. And you know something that actually brought people's moods up at the waste management, and this is my opening thought here. Uh, it involves one of my new favorite. I think I played him maybe once uh, in a previous <laughs> season because the name was not fully foreign to me, but Jimmy Hard K. I think it's Kanos. Kanos. Yeah, I, I heard them say his name on it's the either broadcast. Kanos or Kanaus. Um, yeah, so I thought it, it was Kanaus. I heard them say Kanos, and I wasn't sure which one was going to be right. It's Kanos. But so Jimmy Hard K, and that's his handle at Jimmy Hard K, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm here for it. So Jim Kanaus, 12, 13 years on tour, something like that. We you know we do spend most of our time focusing on uh, the one percent. Or, you know, the top of the top, because that's where the competition is. That's where the do or die. That's where the real drama comes in. Uh, but then there's 130 other guys each week, you know, 70 or 80 other guys some weeks. Uh, but when we're talking about just kind of the grinders out there, you know, the, the, the folks who make a living doing this, but they don't necessarily win. Uh, you know, Jim, Jimmy K, Jimmy Hard K was kind of one of those guys. And he he. He started playing pro golf 12, 13 years ago. His first PGA Tour start was in 2017 at the Waste Management Open. He Monday qualified into it. And after, you know, some, you know, injuries and, you know, some back and forth, and you kind of get to that point with, of how much, how much, how much longer is this financially, you know, Mm-hmm. responsible in the long run for my, for my family, et cetera. And his kids are growing up. He wants to be, to be home a little bit more. So he was, he was calling it quits and he Monday qualified into this week's or this last week's waste management open to kind of bookend his career with Monday qualifiers into the same tournament. He's a local guy uh, and he's going to go work for ping. So it's not like he's going anywhere. Yep. He's going to be, they gave him some title club, club engineer consultant or whatnot, <laughs> but um, Jimmy hard K I think you're going to see a lot more of him him because I think Ping's going to see what they've got in this kind of personality and mm-hmm. you see what's gone on with Colton Ost who's who's made a very big splash in the podcast in the booth and on the bag for Taylor Montgomery this weekend that was fun to watch uh yeah. you see you know Smiley Kaufman Kevin Kisner the accessibility to the game from the former players you see it in Pat McAfee and you know these other sports now that we've seen what what social media can do to let us in you know, in and connect and there's no more of these filters these corporate borders put up to say these are the these are the players that we want representing our sport and no one else now it's you know every every player is their own brand well jimmy hard k i think by now because he's only going to go up from here but we wish him well from the divots and pivots family to hard k nation we salute you. There's my there's my opening thoughts. You are right though. I think we are going to get back to this Zach Johnson thing here yeah, in, in a little bit. In a little bit. Um, but first things first. Come on, let's get this out of the way. Did you watch the Super Bowl? What were your thoughts, etc.? I mean, I think first of all, shout out, shout out, Chef Brian Duffy for uh, for taking yes. the time and play, playing in our sandbox and you know helping us out and having a little fun with us. That was that was probably I'd say the highlight of my Super Bowl Sunday. 
was getting some one-on-one -on -one time with Chef Brian Duffy and to pick his brain a little bit about smoking barbecue and his new spices out there and knives. Yeah, get, yeah. Yourself, get, get yourself some knives. Yeah, and if that what we learned if they're not from the 1800s, then you ain't real. Um, also, you learned what sous vide was, and, and really got the lesson on sous vide. So that was fun to watch. And if you yeah. don't know what we're talking about, we we interviewed Chef Brian Duffy. He's been on multiple networks, multiple shows, most notably probably Bar Rescue. Uh, but we interviewed him during the network, our network's uh, Super Bowl special show this past Sunday. So go over there, check it out. You can still find it on YouTube um, and watch that. But yeah, I watched the Super Bowl. Of course, I watched the Super Bowl. It broke records for the most people watching the Super Bowl. So uh, of course, I was one of them. Uh, look, overall, I thought it was a very, it was a great game. I thought it was an entertaining game. It was, it was, um, there was action. There was um, unexpected amount of defense, which I thought was fun. Uh, the halftime show I thought was a top tier halftime show. I enjoyed it. Uh, maybe that's just because we're in the, we're in this age bracket now where they're catering to our nostalgia and what, whatever yeah. I'm here for it. Um, so I, I was a big fan. Uh, the one thing I do want to say about the Super Bowl that I'm seeing a lot of social media posts, a lot of TikToks of people talking about how the game was rigged uh, and how uh, <laughs> how the how uh, the the at the end of the game in overtime, how San Francisco didn't get it right because if they or if the refs didn't get it right, I saw this one thing: if the refs called an illegal man downfield, uh, it would have been a 10 second runoff, and the game would have been over, and the and the Fortnite's would have won. Before you go making stupid comments on social media know the rules in the Super Bowl and in the playoffs that was just the first quarter of overtime the fact that there was 10 seconds left when when they had the ball for that last drive and the the clock was stopped when that time ran out all they were going to be doing was flipping sides of the field that was not going to be the end of the game if they didn't score a touchdown there and the, and the time ran out Super Bowl and playoff overtime is different folks so once again I have to say this all the time quit your bitching Yes, I was cheering for the 49ers. I didn't want the Chiefs to win, but it was a good game, and they won according to the rules. It wasn't rigged. Shut up. Great game. Man, <laughs> you, you're fiery today, and you're going a little Zach Johnson on the, uh, the, the amateur NFL watcher like myself. No, I didn't think it was rigged. I love conspiracy no. hat, uh, you know, tinfoil hat type shit. I haven't seen that one yet. I dozed off midway through the third. You're right. Halftime show was fire. Uh, yep. Welcome to the era of millennial mom halftime shows. We're going to be oh, back really in. Is. We're going to be back in the club for the next fifteen to twenty years. And I'm like you. I'm here right. for it. The uh, I, I you know I'm kind of bummed that I fell asleep. But then again, uh, Cooper Rose had me up pretty early Sunday morning for no reason mm -hmm. other than she's she's three, so she wanted to wake up at three. Uh, it was so you you brought this up and. Actually, truth gun to your head. The Donkeys commercial, leader in the clubhouse, we all agree. It won the Super Bowl, especially if you're in New of England. Course. And if you if, if you disagree, either move or surrender your card. Other yeah. than the Duncan's commercial, did any of them jump out to you? Did it, Were any of them memorable? Did you have one other one that you really liked? So I won't lie. Most of them I actually like found kind of to be very unmemorable. Um, like It was kind of a wash of just, eh. Me, like I'd gone to the days of you know the Budweiser frogs and like it's like the the days of or the those crazy Dorito commercials we got for a few years in a row that were just like over the top from a production standpoint on the, for the on the compared to other commercials like those days are gone. Um, so the Dunk Kings one was awesome. Plus the the <laughs> no, subsequent so the subsequent videos that have come out since then the last two days on yeah. like TikTok. One these little clips they've shown have been awesome too. 
my biggest takeaway from the commercials, and I laughed about this the whole Super Bowl because they came on a couple times. Is anybody else just learning that Timu is not pronounced Timu, it's pronounced Temu? Because that's that was my biggest takeaway from the commercials. Like I learned, I I heard, I saw the commercial for the first time. I went, wait, it's pronounced Temu? Because everyone's the always fuck, called the it fuck Timu. is Temu. All right, we've already spent too much time on the Super Bowl. <laughs> what the hell is Tem, Temu? It's like a it's like a, a a garbage product, like cheap app. Like it's like a like they take like faux products. It's a garbage like, product. No, like like they take like very cheap versions of name brand products and they sell them at very cheap prices, kind of thing. Like it's a discount Got store, it. online store. Got it. And I'm probably Got Got you it. know, it's probably probably a little bit better than I'm selling it for, but it seems like a waste. It's of money. probably it's probably a data farm. You probably use it and get your get your identity stolen. Allegedly, I heard that somewhere. <laughs> don't don't at me, bro. We don't have lawyers yet. I what about you though? Uh, beyond- what do you got for commercials? Beyonce, she lights it up for me. She breaks, she, you know, the, her oh, yeah. breaking the internet with the Verizon thing. That was uh, a good one. My, my, well, and my roommate's a huge Queen Bee fan, and uh, and she's all upset because Beyonce's new songs that she teased in the commercial, and now she's kind of rolling out our country. Mm-hmm. Beyonce kind of went a little country folkish. Uh, oh, really? And, I haven't heard that. Yeah, she's from Houston, I think. Uh, that's why that's she references Houston, right. Texas and all the music that you listen to of hers. Uh, I thought <laughs> that the Beyonce commercial really did it for me. But the point you made at the beginning, and then we actually will get into some golf because this is allegedly a golf show. Uh, yeah. But as you pointed out, it was the Super Bowl in this. Mm-hmm. I keep reading these articles. Most watched, you know, a thing of all time, et cetera, whatever. Is that that impressive when you consider also the growth of the population? I want somebody smarter than me, or at least who's had more time to look at it. Tell me as a percentage of the population, you know, is this as big of a deal? Because 50 years ago, we didn't have 330 million people in the country that we know of. Um, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh, no, they, uh, but, but you think about it, like the, the population's grown too, cause the number wasn't so astronomical, like it was a moon landing thing, but it yeah. was, you know, bigger than anything else. And it was bigger than, it was bigger than the moon landing, according to some people. Cause I guess with the moon landing, there's like a 125 to 150 million person window there. But, uh, yeah, it was, it was the perfect intersection of culture and sport. And I disagree on the Anheuser-Busch stuff. I think what they did, uh, I think they, they actually did, they did two commercials really. The, the, the pull at your heartstrings, let's get the animals involved, not the Budweiser frogs. I do agree. Oh, that's, true. That's yeah, tired. I know the one you're talking so they, about. So, yeah. so, so they did the Budweiser, let's tug at the heartstrings. And mm-hmm. then they did this, they, they basically, they went full 180 from their Dylan Mulvaney, um, you know, Budweiser spo- or Bud Light sponsored can, where they kind of mm-hmm. went culturally, let's find everybody who's on the other end of this and let's see if we can swing the yeah. pendulum back a little bit because they took a hit in the market after that campaign there was a lot of controversy mm-hmm. around it and when i say controversy i mean on the internet not in like real world um other than the fact that they lost a lot of money so i think that's what they were kind of doing you saw you know you saw dana white in there you saw they have yep. kind of this new the bud light wish guy and you know I, I could you yeah. ask for anything they- more broy than 80s hair and this and beer everywhere and so they they kind of went back to their I think their foundational uh, audience, which is I think what gave it the yeah. you know kind of no big deal back to normal. And you are right; I think it was a very much kind of back to normalish feeling of a Super Bowl, which was kind of nice. I kind of I kind of appreciated there mm-hmm. were there were there were definitely some uh, some I would like politically charged or activists you know kind of driven yeah. ads, but everybody's got money to spend and it's perfectly fine. I don't feel like it was overwhelming. I feel like there was a balance to it. So well done, universe! You put on a good Super Bowl. While yeah. while they were out in Las Vegas, Liv, 
was having a golf tournament yeah. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, mm-hmm. um, Friday, I guess, I guess they had some kind of mix up. They don't have a, normally they're Friday, Saturday, Sunday. They don't have a Friday TV partner. They have the CW for Saturday and Sunday, but the CW yes. was like, Oh wait, you decided to have a tournament Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, I guess we'll air your stuff two hours delayed in prime time. And then going to, so D, DJ one. Does CW DJ have a prime time? <laughs> yes, it was called Dawson's Creek. You watch your mouth. Uh, then Dustin Johnson wins this tournament, and there's a couple of things yeah. out of here. As a golf fan, it was interesting to hear his thoughts about like, yeah, I didn't really take it seriously. It sounds like he he signed his check, took it took mm-hmm. a year off mentally, and then decided I want to start winning again. I say look out for DJ and Augusta if he really has yeah. got that killer mentality again, but. Going into the final round, there was this big, you know, you got DJ Bryson mm-hmm. and John Rom, one, two, and three going into the final round. And then John Rom and Bryson just no show. They both yeah, shoot over is. par. Rombo, I don't know what we're going to get out of him because mixed with his comments. So he comes out, his team wins their first event. Big one. Yes. You know, it's kind of like the kind of like yeah, the adrenaline course. rush. Then reality sets in. He starts to answering some questions. He starts thinking about, well, of mm-hmm. course I missed these events and it was tough to sit at home. You know, I live in that area. We talk about, I mean, he's, uh, mm-hmm. he's the defending champ here. I mean, yeah. it was, and, and this is in the more, you know, Riviera, and this is one of the quintessential, you talk mm-hmm. about what live doesn't have with gravitas and longevity, which, Hey, if they're here in 65 years, I'm sure guys will be talking about Mayakoba and let's go yeah. down there. And that's, you know, I'm joking. I don't fucking think oh, they're going wait. that far. They're not going that but, far. Uh, but I'm saying if they were, then we have to. Yeah, but they're not. But maybe, I mean, maybe the grass isn't always greener. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he reminds himself. He's like, I made a business decision. But uh, it, it's kind of fun. It's kind of like Cam Smith, you know, after after missing the Players' Championship. And he was like, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. They're playing that this week. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, that was just an observation. I, I, I think it's one of the, for the, for the people out there chirping that live as a true competitor in the sense of it's going to take over where the PGA tour is doing. No, you're right. It's influencing it, but by how much, okay, bye, John, you got mm-hmm. your money and then eh, life's great over there. We can't find you anymore, but then we get what we got at the waste management. We get, you know, Charlie Hoffman, Nick Taylor coming down to the wire in a playoff mm-hmm. and you see how much it means to these guys. And, uh, you know, I will, to use the sec thing, it just means more on the PGA tour. So live DJ wins in Vegas. We'll see them again. I think in, uh, the beginning of March, they're over in Jeddah. So no, we won't see them. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll be on at like 3 a.m. Well, maybe. yeah, I, I won't be watching that so for sure. We actually won't see live again. They do Jeddah and then somewhere else, I think Indonesia maybe. And then they come back the week before the masters they're playing down in Miami. Yep. Yeah, which that bring because it wasn't at the Masters last year that they, they Cam Smith was like playing at a course down the road or something like that because he wanted like it was at the Masters. No, Cam Smith's in Cam Smith's in the Masters. It was the players, the players because the players the player, are still okay. in, but it's it's that's the PGA tours. That's right. Yeah, I, I confused with two there. I, I remember there was one down there that he was like, I just need to be near it, and yeah. Um, but yeah, so the but so look, let's get into the waste manager then because I'm sick of talking live already. They, they bore me. Um, the waste was management it. was the waste management was as you alluded to anything but boring uh, this week. I mean, we saw Sahith Gala coming out with a hot start, leading the the first. I think it was both of the first two days, but either way, he was up there. Uh, he unfortunately crumbled in the final round, which we've seen before. It's a shame. He's gonna get there eventually. Like he just has to. He's got the game for it. Um, 
he just isn't able to put it together fully yet. Uh, he'll get there. But I thought this tournament still had a lot of, I guess, power-packed excitement. Uh, sure, for the casual golfer who was looking at the, the leaderboard, I'm sure there was some disappointment of all. Like, where are the names we recognize? Because there was no um, – like, like, Thomas was kind of hanging out up there. Scheffler was hanging out up there, obviously. Uh, but for the most part, like, the guys that were up there, I know, like, you and I, we know, like, the fact that we saw Charlie Hoffman up there all weekend, that was exciting because Charlie Hoffman is Mr. Waste Management. He, this He's sponsored by him all his career. He, he always plays well at this tournament and then pretty much kind of disappears for the rest of the year. But it made me bring up the question, looking at the leaderboard, a guy like Nick Taylor wins, who finished second last year. Charlie Hoffman, who, like I just said, has the history. Sahith Gala did well here last year, too. Like, there's, there's these guys that it feels like, you know, Scottsdale, Waste Manager, Phoenix Open, that this is like the horse for the course, quote unquote, tournament. Like, it's always like the same. Like, if you're good at this tournament, like, you're good at this tournament no matter what every year. And it's almost like this little club you're in. And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that Charlie Hoffman really only showing up at this tournament because that makes it fun. I want to see him get that win. I want to see him succeed because uh, he's a fun guy to watch. He's a, he's a, like a, an obscure guy on the tour to watch. And, I enjoy that. I get why casual fans might not enjoy it, but I still enjoyed it. I enjoyed the shenanigans of the weekend. There was some disappointments with that. We'll get into that here in a little bit. But did you still find the leaderboard and the excitement of it up to par with past waste managements? Nice, nicely done with up to par there. I did because you look at the top 10 and you're right, Charlie Hoffman. So Charlie Hoffman would fall in that category of you have to have been a, even a casual golf watcher for a while, or you just have to be kind of a wonk and have been around. Uh, he's got, he's one of those guys like, you know, lifetime top 50 money winner, you know, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's won a handful of times, but you're right. He's famous for being sponsored by the waste management. He was up there, but Scotty Scheffler, Sam Burns, the Gala Spieth, uh, yeah. Kurt Kitayama, Cam Young, Adam Scott, Justin Thomas. I, in that top 10, top 12, I'd say there's four or five marquee names. Uh, sure. Granted, you're, you are missing, you know, John Rahm, probably Phil Mickelson would probably have been playing in this still, you know, a couple years later. Uh, but this tournament is evolving into, it's finding its own space. I, I still, mm -hmm. I find value in it, obviously, because of the, the rowdiness and there's kind of the aura around it. Um, and I don't think they're going to get rid of that. We'll get to, we'll get to, no. you know, We'll get to Karen in a minute, but uh, the hype is still there to the point where you had guys like Max Homa saying, when I retire, this is where you're going to find me. Yeah. Um, it's almost, it's almost the East, it's almost the West coast, uh, TPC sawgrass kind of vibe where, uh, I said that about PGA, PGA West, but PGA West okay. is the PGA of America. <laughs> this is this, the TPC is the, is the tour network a little different. So I, I think it's going to be fine. The issues that it had this week, and if you didn't watch or you didn't hear about it, um, essentially because of all these weather delays, they got nailed. Exactly. With, I mean, that, that is one thing. You don't ever see these guys. They were wearing beanies and sweaters, mm -hmm. and it was cold, and it was wet, and it was awful, uh, and they had to suspend play. And then all of a sudden, you find yourself as a tournament in an organization where other places maybe not, not such big a deal because you're used mm -hmm. to opening the gates early every day, whatever. But now you have to try to square away the people who have that second round badge coming in yep. to watch the the. There's a good chunk of that second round left, and they paid for the product, so we want to let let them in. But we also got to just mm -hmm. get this third round going. Nobody stopped to think: Do the numbers <laughs> add up? Yeah, How many single day people? Yeah, yeah. And so, 
in a perfect world. I don't know exactly how they would do it at the PGA tour, but I mean, shooting from yeah. the hip here, you think to yourself, sometimes if you have enough time, you, you clear the grounds, you just say like, you know, everybody find the nearest exit. If you're re like you, you almost have that in. in place. Right. And they come back in, you see, you've seen that done, you know, at double headers yeah. for baseball games or you know, stuff like that. I, if that wasn't an option, then I just, I then I don't know. Then this is just a real big shit sandwich because that overcrowding yeah is what caused it to shut down and the alcohol sales being shut off. It wasn't just because it was too rowdy. They, they no, that, they promoted as the party. And it didn't seem any more rowdy than normal. Like, that's where I think Zach Johnson is out of his mind here. Like you knew what you were, what you signed up for, like suck it up. But I, I think what you said about the whole, like clear the field to come back and clear the grounds, come back in. Like, unfortunately I think because of this is like the one tournament where you definitely probably can't do that because at that point where they'd be clearing the ground, let's be honest, the amount of people we've seen the videos that are already hammered, like they're, they're not that, that, that would turn into a, a shit show. Like having, having a bunch of drunk people trying to find their way back out, get back in line and come back in. That's an absolute nightmare. They obviously yeah. got it wrong still because they had to get shut down by the, the town and the fire marshal because mm -hmm. they were, I, I want to say I saw 500,000, they were half a million. Um, people on the course on saturday and so and i saw videos of bartenders who were working and said yeah around 1 1 30 is when the, they basically came up and said no more alcohol sales and that was it and i saw people complaining about it on making videos oh this is supposed to be the part like look it's unfortunate i get it it sucks you paid for this experience and whatnot um but shit happens weather happens and it, it's, it's unfortunate but the party didn't stop i think the fans still got a party no and I, I think it was still a success in the end, especially with the way that we finished with the playoff, the playoff holes. Um, I thought it, I thought it ended perfectly. It ended with just as much excitement, and Zach Johnson can take his ball and go home. The, the 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 only way it could have ended better is if Charlie Hoffman wins that. You know, for the waste management, that place yeah. would have just absolutely gone nuts. But Nick Taylor is still kind of a fan favorite, emerging fan yeah. favorite after winning the Canadian Open last year in dramatic fashion. And his come from behind victory was there was a lot of people, myself included, who thought Hoffman had this in the bag. But you know, Taylor had up, the holes left three or four, like at one point in the back nine. So there's two things here real quick. We'll put this issue to bed. You're right. Logistically, we all agree. It was just an overcrowded nightmare and that's yeah. why they had to shut off the alcohol sales, whatever. So then there's this other crowd led by Zach Johnson and Billy Ho. Uh, Billy Horschel, I think is, is, is fair telling, you know, t I, I even say, if you're going to be here, there is a baseline of, you know, what you expect of this tournament, which is shut the fuck up while, while I hit. That's the that's only fair. thing they're going to ask outside of the 16th where you might have Ricky Fowler. So I understand Billy Horschel. Um, and I'm not, and I don't listen, two things can be true at the same time. These, these fans can be getting out of line and, you know, we can basically expect a little bit more out of Zach Johnson where it's like, I, the tournament's not for you then, man. And when he said like, exactly. I've been coming here 20 years and it's get, it's getting worse and worse every year. It's always been bad. Then why do you keep coming? Nobody's holding a gun to your head. So well, and his, I, his biggest thing was that he said the tournament has been inappropriate or crossed the line ever since I've been here. Like, like, so that honestly, that to me says that he's speaking more to what the fans are saying. And part it, of the, the joy of this tournament is that it's open to the fans to heckle the golfers. And I'm sorry, most of the golfers, they, when they're around the course, they welcome it. They think it's fun. They get like, it's, it's just part of this tournament. Oh, and I'll admit that there probably are. I mean, and if he is talking about the the few folks out there who maybe really do are just wildly inappropriate, you know, sure. there is, there, there is a line that no matter where you are, it, it, it is just yeah. like, stop being an asshole. Um, 
but so but i think what what i what what i really got what i what really his comments uncovered for me is a fucking awful way to structure that sentence <laughs> what i got from his comments was that his time at this tournament is past yeah. uh if it's and and you know what that's why it's not going to have a signature signature event status anymore because that's too that's too much of the tour saying we expect you to be there and it's endure this and 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 I think I mean waste management's already coming out saying hey we're gonna have we're gonna make changes next year. There they there I have seen statistics in the last three years. There's been a steady consistent rise both in the number of cop calls and the arrests and all that kind sure. of stuff. So there uh, I mean it'll balance out. I don't think you can lose the party vibe, and I don't think you're gonna take a drastic turn. I think you're gonna see a public campaign, and I think you're gonna see maybe some of the. Uh, maybe some, I mean, listen, you have Post Malone doing an opening concert. You have Fresh, people oh, yeah, chugging, you you know, touch on that. I mean, it, it, so you, you do set it up like that. So that's why the money's not going to be there. But I think this is going to be what they want to see something like the John Deere turn into. You know, how we always shit on the yeah, John Deere and the Barracuda and the Barbersol. I think what they're going to say is if you want to continue to be on the PGA Tour rotation as we continue to have to maybe squeeze this thing tighter and tighter, you, we're going to expect the kind of performance or you know return we yeah. get from the waste management now zach johnson yeah stop going to the waste management billy horschel his comments were fine yeah i don't mind i don't i really don't mind at all it doesn't even have to be at the waste management of a golf he does keep finding ways to, he does keep finding ways to insert himself into uh complaining though billy horschel over the last couple of years he's he, he half the time he's valid but does a lot of complaining what do you expect out of a florida gator but uh <laughs> so i mean billy ho i'm with him on that comment that's fine sure. everybody shut the f up that's all we ask for as soon as as soon as as soon as as soon as he swings if you want to scream mashed potatoes or baba booey or whatever stupid shit you think your yeah. buddies are going to love you for screaming have at it zach maybe this isn't your tournament like don't come yep. here and, 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 and i mean that in all sincerity now he has every right to say what he wants to say express his feelings sure. but i hope it's I don't like when people take that stance of like, I expect more. We can do better. Exactly. No. Instead, how about you take a little bit of ownership and be like, you know what? Maybe, you know, it's not my vibe anymore because there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands. You pointed out of people who they live for this week. And this is, this yeah. is one of those things that like, you can't, if, if the tour is forced to either back captain Johnson or the WM, <laughs> sorry, cat. Uh, and, yeah. and no, no offense, but, it's not like he's a huge draw or fan favorite. Excellent golfer, Hall of Famer, major yeah, winner yeah. a couple times over, deserves it. But I mean, you're not a, you're not moving the needle. So I mean, maybe nope. there's a little bit of res I don't know if there's resentment or what it might be. Uh, but the whole well, and by the way, those guys are probably being total assholes. And I don't oh, and I'm sure that, doesn't, that and that doesn't make my that doesn't that doesn't make my socks roll up and down either. I don't get why hmm. people honestly do draw joy from. Um, from from hurling that kind of like any any kind of like deep cuts it's like what are you yeah. doing like shut the fuck up well i guess but, i think those guys specifically hurled some deep cuts at him after he hit his bad shot because he entered the tee box already chirping at the fans you know what i mean so they were like okay fine you want to play let's yeah. play <laughs> and then he and then he didn't, he didn't live up to it how long until there's the remember in happy gilmore when shooter mcgavin just oh, does yeah. not like it how long till that comparison starts coming out there uh, all right let's yeah, let's Surprise let's talk to underdog and then we'll we'll move back to the west coast fantasy sports corp and underdog fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with best ball what is best ball it's quite simply the easiest way to win no team management 
no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money, up to $100 using our exclusive promo code? Go online now and use the promo code DIVPIV to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. And let's get into Riviera, because it's the genesis. We get to see Tiger for the first time. And I'm curious, because I want to know, you, you asked a question here, and uh, and I don't know if you're asking the question or if you have the answer and you're trying to set me up, uh, asking who's on the bag. Are you referring to who's on the bag for Tiger, or where are you going with that question? Why is my camera frozen, first of all? So I it's was worried I was just talking to myself for a second, because I saw you not moving anymore, but I'm glad to see you still No, there. talk amongst yourself. I don't understand what's <laughs> going on. I'm going to have to leave the show and come back. I'll, I'll see you in a minute. And I'm talking about who's on Tiger's bag this week. It's Matt Kuchar's old caddy. Um, okay. Yeah, he's been around the block a time or two, but enjoy yourself for a second. I will. <laughs> And he disappears real fast. I will enjoy myself. And let's start. And I know Bud's going to want to have his own uh, thoughts on Sunday Red because we saw that drop as well um, yesterday. And so, and what came up with that is that you can start buying those that uh, that clothing line on May first. It looks like uh, I will say we talked about the Sunday Red logo and branding uh, weeks ago. Uh, it's growing on me a little bit, and it looks like Bud is coming back. It's growing on me a little bit. Um, I, I'm still not fully sold on the Sunday red look, uh, but we'll see how it looks in action this week as Tiger's wearing it for the first time. Um, but we'll get Bud's comments on Sunday red as well. But I do want to get back to you who's on the back. So you, Matt Kuchar's old caddy, you said. Uh, sorry, Woods and Dumont. Yeah, the, so anyways, Matt okay. Kuchar's old caddy, Lance Bennett. <laughs> Sorry. There we go. He's worked for Bill Haas, Zach Johnson, but most notably Matt Kuchar. Right now he's caddying for a guy, and I'm going to butcher this name. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a Dumont de Chassart or Chassart. Oh, so I he just played this past week. I saw his name pop up on this uh, uh, one of his shots. He he was on. They showed one of his shots one point up on the left hand uh, corner. They showed his name. I went look at this guy's name. Like who who is this? I I never heard of him before. Had you heard of him right? before? Uh, yeah, he was a good college golfer out of somewhere in Illinois, I want to say. Okay. It might have been Illinois. But I guess he and Tiger share the same management agency. Tiger's only going to be playing, again, probably one tournament a month you know, throughout the yeah. year if he can keep that pace. And so maybe this, the stars just aligned. And uh, obviously, this being a signature event, uh, okay. Dumont, I guess is his first name, is not in the field. And so he asked if he could borrow Lance. And there we have it. Now, you, had, you, you dove right into it. I'm glad you did. Sunday yeah. Red. Sunday I, red folks if you missed it then you're under a rock if you're watching this show or listening to <laughs> it like like uh my boy adam howley is shout out andy did this just freeze on me again what's going on it, it just frozen you again we'll see if it comes back but also shout out to nate in the chat who is right he says it's no acorn hills uh the, when it comes to the sunday red comparison to, to the acorn hills line. It. so definitely get over, over there it. and check it out but you're back you're back you're moving oh my god uh but shout out andy I know that I'm going to end up owning a hat, a t-shirt. The hoodie's actually kind of nice. I I just can't get over the fact that they <laughs> went with the logo they went with. 
I, if yeah. you're on social media and you're following at divots or pivots at divots and pivots or at this buds for you, you saw in the story earlier, I, I, all I can see is the old Slazenger logo from the eighties. Yep. And that's when a friend of mine reached out and, uh, she actually, she, she basically, she works for Saucony. Is that how we say it? Saucony, Saucony. I don't know. I'm not a New Englander. Um, but she's a shoe engineer and okay. uh shout out Andrea. She, <laughs> She was like, check out Lay, Lay Tiger or Lay Tigre brand of clothing. Sure enough, almost an identical ripoff as well. Oh, really? And then I, now I'm seeing the shark from Greg. So this like simplicity of the horizontal leaping, the puma guy, the puma cat, you know, is jumping in that same direction. I don't know if. Oh my God, it I'm is. The Lay Tigre is so close to it. Jeez. Right. And I don't know if I'm just, um, if I'm disappointed that they went that direction because now it's just another logo that looks like that versus we could have done other things or whatever, yeah. but obviously they, they listen, we're a couple of schmucks talking about golf on a Tuesday night. These people mm -hmm. probably did market tests and focus groups. So we're just one voice out of many. I'm getting all this out of the way because I do admit I'm probably going to end up buying a piece of the gear at some point. Nate's sure. right. It is no, it is a, no acorn Hills. And if you haven't seen the new spring drops, lavender is in check it out. Yes. Uh, but sun, I, I dig the, the, the vibe of sun and day and red. And especially mm -hmm. if you're a golf fan, then you know who tiger is and the Sunday red and the whole that. So I get it. I just, I, I expected more. And by the way, on one of the polos, they've got the logo like right under the bot, the three buttons. It's not on the chest, like every other show sure. of mankind it's right at the bottom and I can't do it. Somebody already pointed out mm -hmm. that, you know, it, 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 it's borderline looks like some Kirkland signature gear that you would see at uh, Costco. So um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to grab a hoodie and a hat uh, because I'm a sucker for hoodies and hats, but that's enough Sunday red. Yeah. I did, I will say I did also like the hoodie where it's like the more faded out larger logo. Black on black. It. Yeah. Like I liked that one. Yeah. That one was that black, one I could do. Black on black on black. Yeah. I'm cool with that, but, but let's get into more of like the actual, the specifics of this week it's the genesis so uh, invite i almost said open the Gen genesis invitational um smaller field uh because it's an invitational uh and a storied course as you mentioned riviera we're looking at 7300 yards um kikuya kikuya did i say kikuya yeah. right yes you yeah. did kikuya fairways and poa green so you gotta love this this is another course where i think it's all right to look a little extra uh at course history and tournament history guys who as we just said course for the whole uh, horse for the course with the waste management i feel like this is one of those courses that you can find guy you want to find guys who have had past success because it seems to bleed into current success as well do you feel the same way when you look at this course not really i'm actually going to go a different direction and that's right. because i think this is such a tough test as you pointed out yes the kukuya that's we, we're going to hear a lot of that <laughs> kukuya uh, but, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a sticky grass too. So not a lot of, not a lot of ground game. So if it does get wet, that's going to make this thing even longer. And it looks like we might get Fair. some precipitation Saturday into Sunday. Can these guys get a freaking break? I don't think so. No, not recently. I don't necessarily think it's horse for course. I think that this is such a test of, you know, it's nicknamed Hogan's alley. Famously Ben Hogan won back here when it was the LA open, but back when it wasn't open before it was an invitational, mm -hmm. um, he won back and then he won the when the US Open was here later on that year. You know, Jack famously, this was his first pro tournament. Tiger, his for his first PGA tour event when he was a teenager was at the LA Open. Jack and Tiger, neither of them won here, which is just mind-boggling when you consider that between the two of them, neither one of them could tackle Riviera. 
and I say all this because it is one of the toughest tests that they face, which is also why it's one of their favorites. There's a lot of risk reward, drivable par fours, short par five, right off the rip that, that opening tee shot, picturesque downhill, you know, kind of a narrow fairway. There's out of bounds left trees to the right. You have to be hitting it straight. You have to be hitting it under control and you have to be putting well. And I know that sounds like a cliche, but this really is a course where you can't, you can't fuck around too much. Uh, the only time you're really going to see guys, I think, get super loose is on number 10, the drivable par four, which as yeah. the game has evolved in, in people's mentality has shifted. There's a nice bunker, kind of like 280 out, nice little landing zone that back in the day stopped these guys from going after it all the time. But again, these guys are you know flying driving irons three three oh five now. And so now the game is just bombing up there, even if you're long and left because the scoring average is lower from that position. So it's a fun course, but you just have to be under control because that aforementioned Kakuya really mm -hmm. will screw you up in the rough. This is almost kind of like one of those U.S. Open feelings where if you're in the rough and because of how long this course is, it's, it's not going to be a full stroke penalty, but it's a half stroke because you're not going to be able to get at some of these pins the way you normally would if it was sitting nice and pretty in the middle of one of those Kakuya fairways. So I think four. <laughs> over history okay that's fine i i know when i was looking at it it seems just like there's this grouping this small grouping of guys over the past three or four years that seem to be there no matter what your max home is your victor hovland's uh your colin morikawa now obviously these are also just you know world-class golfers big names like <laughs> those are studs do, i know you, you just I proved know, my but, point but there's also there's also guys like, actually I want, you didn't i know i didn't really but um, there's, there's, uh, I, it just feels like there's, there's guys here that, that show up. Um, someone like Russell Henley has shown up in the past who, uh, doesn't show up a ton. I know he missed the cut last year, but before that he was, he's kind of not a horse for the course cause he wasn't really threatening to win, but he was always kind of around and hanging out in that, that upper middle of the pack. So, um, uh, we'll see what it brings. Uh, but let's, let's talk about the stats that will help get these guys there. Because uh, it looks like just looking at what we put down, we're we're somewhat on a similar path, um, but not fully aligned. I actually I took a page out of your book this week. I kept it to three uh, for wow. a few reasons. I, I kept it to three. I'm trying. I'm just. I know I've had some success beating you so far this year, but I figured why not? It's early in the season. Let's uh, let's try to mix things up and see if we can find the best combo. Uh, so I'm going strokes gained approach. I'm going strokes gained putting. I'm going strokes gained short game because as you as you mentioned with this grass i think that some guys are gonna get in just a little bit of trouble um just miss the mark or maybe it's not gonna roll quite the way they think it's gonna roll or it's gonna play a little bit longer so i think there's gonna be some guys having hit some crafty shots um in that you know 100 and in range and around the greens where they're gonna have to get creative so uh, I, I like that being a factor this week um and that was obviously putting and approaches uh, two of my staples what about you? Duh. Duh. <laughs> My two staples as well, putt, strokes gained putting uh, and strokes gained ball striking because it yep, takes you your approach. I, I, I do I do the ball striking. Right. <laughs> uh, but my third this week is fairways gained. Because uh, again, I think that whoever's in good form and whoever's putting themselves into position to score is going to do the best this week. Again, cliches, sure. but they're cliches for a reason. Reason. So ball striking, fairways gained, and putting, and that spit out. That actually spit out some pretty interesting results. Uh, I got I got some guys up in the top of my model that I'm 
I'm going to fade, as they would say on some of the other more fancy shows, uh, okay. but they're familiar to you. So I'm interested to get into this uh, whenever you are for our emergency nine. Well, let's do it now then. Wrong. Flip it. Keep it in. We've had our weekly intern mistake. Keep it in. That's how we roll here. Uh, our emergency. <laughs> stop, stop saying keep it in. <laughs> You're the only one that's going there. Uh, the emergency nine. Uh, we're going to get into it uh, as always. And as always, starting down on nine. Um, I'm going to go first and I'll lead you in. And then you can give your, your middle guys uh, first. Uh, so number nine for me, I'm going to start with a guy I played last week. Hideki Matsuyama, uh, once again, he he didn't come through. As, I, I actually thought he had a chance of winning this past week. Um, I think he got off to a bit of a slower start and just kind of hung around. So uh, it didn't turn out, but I think he's still primed to be playing uh, good at this course this week. So Hideki Matsuyama, number nine. Uh, number eight, I have Luke List. And number seven, I have Taylor Montgomery. Uh, now, I will say what does kind of prove your point, the Taylor Montgomery one is a bit more of a um, – a form pick for me. So I'm not fully going all in on course for the course, but uh, Taylor Montgomery's playing pretty well right now. He just finished T39 this past weekend, T39 at Pebble beach, T13 at the farmers. So like he's, he's in good form for Taylor Montgomery, um, you know, levels of expectations, I guess I'm trying to say it, not mean. <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Land so that's insane. yes go for it all right nine eight seven and i will say that with my picks this week my picks start that over these aren't picks actually they are <laughs> picks of a different style but nine eight and seven uh five of my nine are from the numbers or trusting the model and then the other four yep. are just kind of gut plays you know people that you want to play here or because of current form so uh number nine justin thomas current form our boy is back Number eight, Max Homa. This is this is one of his places. This is kind of a second home to him. And then number three, Scotty Scheffler. Number three, number seven, Scotty <laughs> Scheffler, uh, the ball striker of all ball strikers. And so if he's keeping it in the fairway, which he had a hard time doing last week, uh, but if he's keeping it in the fairway, then he's going to be scoring and look out for Scotty Scheffler again. Scotty Scheffler has got to find that part. Though. That is the only thing that's keeping him from being like just an absolute control right now. But I mean, look what he's doing, and we're sitting here saying if he could only. Oh, play. no, I know. Like that's what I'm saying. No, but that's what I mean. Like to be in absolute control. I mean, if he could, if he was putting just a little bit better right now, he we're talking him having top three finishes and and all of his appearance probably this year. Eh, probably. All right, number six, Xander Shoffley. Again, I think he's on that trajectory, and he's going to break through and start winning uh, pretty mm -hmm. soon. Number five, Tommy Fleetwood. He's ninth in my model. And so I saw that again. He's been playing well over in the DP World Tour. See mm -hmm. if that translates. He finds lightning in a bottle this week. Look out. And then number four, Ludwig Obert. Eighth in my model. First in my heart and my roommate's heart. She was like, <laughs> that. And I was like, don't worry about it. It's Ludwig. Oh, but uh, there you have Xander, Tommy, Ludwig, six, five, and four. Very nice. Uh, that's. We have some guys across and over here because uh, my number six here, 
Um, this guy wasn't crossover yet. Uh, my number six here is Victor Hovland. Um, I, I went through and, uh, like you said, I started my list by the numbers and I went through and had to add some heart picks in there because, uh, like I said, Victor Hovland the last few years uh, has been crushing it here. Um, his tournament history uh, has been T20, T4, T5 the last three years. So that just seems something like something I got to keep riding there. Uh, Scotty Scheffler at number five for me as well, for all the reasons you just said. He's just playing too well right now. And then Rory McIlroy coming in at number four for me uh, for similar reasons. Good form. So Victor Hovland, Scotty Scheffler, and Rory McIlroy make up my six, five, and four. And then my number three. A guy that you just talked about, oh, talked about, what am I, Canadian? Uh, talked about Ludwig A. O Aubert. Um, and then coming in number two, Sahith Tagala, who, like I said, he played so well this past weekend, he just wasn't able to round out the full four rounds, but he's right on the cusp of this. So I like Sahith Tagala. And then number one for me, um, this was one of those ones where even though he didn't necessarily pop out of my numbers, uh, the guy has just been absolutely on fire on this course the last uh, four years is Max Homa. He finished second last year, T10 in 2022. He won it in 21 and he finished T5 in 2020. If you are looking for a horse for the course, as you said, even earlier, Max Homa is that guy. He's a West Coast, California player. And this is just the course that he, he can eat up on. Um, and he seems to be in this like loose, confident mood, right? Now, like kind of form right now, just from a, a mental standpoint too, that I think he can, uh, he can really crush this course this week. So, uh, that was, uh, Ludwig Ober, Sahith Tagala and Max Homa bringing home my three, two, and one. I'll reserve comment. Uh, three, two, one. Sepp Straka at number three. He showed up in my model pretty high, and I trust it. He is yep. when when he's firing on cylinders. He's a ball striker. Uh, it sounds so cliche. He's a ball striker. It's like with those football coaches. Oh, we just we just need to play Texas football. Is that yeah. different than every other football that we're playing? No. Sepp Straka at number three. Number two, Colin Morikawa for reasons yep. that you said, and, and he's also been dangerous around here. West Coast guy, and then number one, Victor Hovland. He has not been playing playing to form to date, but he wasn't so far out of form that I think he's uh, straight away from that FedEx cup champion kind of uh, form. There's the fourth form in one sentence that we saw <laughs> earlier uh, last year, sorry, late last year. So Victor Hovland, Colin Morikawa, Sepp Straka, one, two, and three there. Give it to you backwards as well. I love it. And once again, use those rankings uh, as you please, whether it's on underdog, whether it's fan dual draft Kings or whether it's a fancy custom home league, like Bud likes to play with his, with his buddies uh, going off of money. So, uh, so use those to your liking. Let's talk about use, use them at your own risk or at your own risk either way. But I feel honestly, I feel like we've done fairly all right so far this year. So um, we, we, we've been hitting on more than we've been missing. It, it feels like uh, let's talk about what the, Probably the thing that a lot of people we haven't really touched on at all too much that a lot of people are going to be curious about. How do, do you think Tiger does this week? I mean, I, I don't expect him to come out and win. Obviously, we haven't seen him play in a while. It's his first tournament of the year. Um, but with the hype that we've been getting from behind the scenes that he's feeling great, even from himself, he's saying that. Uh, the ankles feeling better than ever. Like that, he's he's still working on the knee a little bit, but like he seems to be it feeling great he's saying all the right things to, to get people to have confidence in what he's going to come out and do how do you think it actually translates into thursday friday saturday sunday i don't know if he makes the cut 
because there is a cut this week. This yeah. the, the signature events have cuts for his tournament, Jack's tournament, and Arnie's tournament. The rest of them are no cut events. But I don't know. I don't know if he makes a cut this week because this is a stacked field. This is a hard course, and the weather doesn't look great. Which is yeah. also it's going to be a little chillier. Um, that said, you know, like you like you referred to he knows his body. He seems to be confident. He seems to be ready to go and he wouldn't put himself out there unless he knows he could compete, especially at his own tournament. Again, a place he's never won. But when we saw him at the hero world challenge, you know, he played okay. You know, he didn't do great. Uh, no. And he admitted afterwards, he goes, it's, I'm rusty. He's like, it takes reps. And I think he's still in the reps kind of stage. That's why I think that we will, I think we will see him win again, I think it'll. I think he'll win at least yeah. one more major. I don't think he's going to catch Jack. No, I, yeah. Um. You know, I don't know if he's going to win three more majors, but uh, I definitely think he'll snag another green jacket because that seems to be the course that lends itself to those twilight year runs. U.S. Mm -hmm. Open is a young man's game, and yeah. uh, well, he, I could see him winning an Open Championship. Uh, it all the, depends the on the course okay. that it lands on. So yeah. Yeah, because those open championship courses are a lot of target golf. Where if he's if he's if it's just about shaping and ball striking, then he could get around. But this week, I'd love nothing more than to see you know so, a little bit of a throwback, some magic. And if we see it, then look out because yeah. you know he he's the ultimate the ultimate killer. Uh, hence the Sunday red. Uh, but did you hear actually <laughs> why, where that came from? It wasn't like killer instinct. It's that his mom basically thought that that was his i think is uh he's he's de december so what is he a capricorn i don't know i don't know uh, don't even sagittarius don't whatever <laughs> but what or it might not have even, even been zodiac it might have been something else uh but apparently she thought that it was his power color and it was associated oh. with something you, you religious or astrological somebody can help me out there but so it wasn't that it was a killer oh, instinct <laughs> you know we turned it into that uh, yeah. But the whole red thing, and then to hear him talk about it was pretty cool how he just took that and then his mom forced him in it. And then all of a sudden, you know, he ends up going to a place like Stanford where they wear red on the final days of tournaments. Uh, and then obviously he just stuck with it. So mm -hmm. uh, it's Tiger. It's going to be fun to watch him. I, I, yeah, you never know, but no, I don't, I, I don't expect to see much out of the, out of him this week. Uh, I, I honestly, I, I do think that we, there's a guy that's on your list. That's not on mine and he was high in my rankings, but I'm a little jealous that I, I didn't play Rory McElroy because he cleaned up over in Dubai. He yeah. came out hot. He came out the gates hot at the AT&T Pebble beach and then had he that cluster puck of a drop. And then, uh, and then <laughs> I know, we never off. really talked about that drop penalty. He had, we, we just kind of glazed right past that. It would have been an interesting question, and it still is an interesting question. You know, he kind of claimed claimed ignorance of the rules. Like, you know, yeah. I, I remember when the rule changed in 2019. I don't remember it changing back. And you could see there was kind of that wincing of like, that's on me. I got to know that. Yeah. But I also want to know who, you know, did somebody not get get did somebody not give him the memo? I doubt these guys aren't giving a heads up on rule changes and updates. Oh, no. So it almost looked like a politician who doesn't want to throw their staff under the bus. And it's like, I'm, yeah. Or, or a football coach who doesn't want to shit on his players. Like, that's on me. I got to figure out how to do better. And when I find out who that person is, I'm going <laughs> to coach the, I'm going to coach the hell out of them. Uh, but Roy McElroy, and there was a guy, another guy, the guy I referenced earlier, Eric Cole, he showed up, I think third or fourth yeah. on my model. And, uh, and I'm fading him as the other of the fancy shows because I had to make room for, uh, for Max Homa and for, you know, Justin Thomas and Scotty Scheffler, those gut plays of guys who I'm like, 
the leagues that we're playing in, you know, DK, you obviously can't stack up those three guys in any no, lineup. It's going to chew no. up all your capital, and there you go. Uh, but for where I play, that's why I put them down at the bottom because I can't play, you know, high priority. Even those three will probably be the same tier in my other league. So uh, yeah. who knows? What about yourself? So, what do you expect to see out of Sunday Red? Uh, I I'm really 100% agree with you. I, I'm more so just excited to see him on the golf course again, just as a golf fan, just as a Tiger fan. This is that first tournament that I'm more so going to be watching how he moves around the course, especially if he does make the cut. And we get into the weekend where you said it looks like the, the when the weather comes in, that's going to be more so on the weekend when we have the chance of showers on Saturday and Sunday. Um, but that's what I'll be looking for because that's what we've seen in the past years of where his body has started to fail him, even when he's had somewhat successful or you know better than expected first and second rounds. It's been those weekend rounds where then it seems like his body stiffens up, he struggles to get around the course, uh, and that's when it starts to affect his game. So I'm going to, in this first tournament of seeing Tiger this year, I'm mainly just going to be watching his movement. I want I want to see him walk. I want to see uh, him go up and down a couple of hills. I want to see if there's any limp after any big swings or any um, type of shot shaping that really requires him to to torque his body in a way that, that might cause him some issues. So that's what I'm looking for. I agree with you. I don't expect him to make the cut. Um, I don't expect him to make any sort of run here. So if he makes the cut, uh, I'm going to be thrilled. And that just means I get to see how he does walking around in potential weather again. Uh, and it's more of a researching mission for me this weekend. Before we land this plane, something we we usually talk about this week is the Charlie Sifford Memorial exemption. And, you know, these, these tournaments have sponsor exemptions. And what are you laughing about? <laughs> Just the way you I, set that up was perfect. I love it. <laughs> I'll, I, I, we all we always we always bring up the Charlie. Okay, so real quick. Charlie Sifford, first black guy on the PGA Tour, first first minority to win when he won the 1967 Greater Hartford Open Invitational. Tiger named his son Charlie after Charlie in honor of Charlie Sh- oh, Sifford. I, did not I want know to say that. after. Yeah, Giggles McGigglson. <laughs> uh, and so this this specific kind of exemption usually goes to uh, either a minority player. I think the last few years it's gone to a minority player, and this year it is going to Mr. Chase Johnson. Chase Johnson is uh, is your Charlie Sifford Memorial exemption this year. So look out for Chase. We're throwing him some love, uh, and and we hope that he performs up to the expectations. Actually, listening to this guy's interviews, he's great. He seems like a hoot, uh, real gracious to be there. He knows what this means and the opportunity. Uh, so you know, good luck to him. He's no sh- he's no schlep slouch schlep slouch schlep. Just mix them together whatever uh so chase johnson you've got the divots and pivots support chase johnson this year's charlie sifford memorial exemption back to you in the studio and you know you've made it when you've gotten the love from the divots and pivots crew here uh speaking of that and loving this uh that is going to do it for us tonight it's been another wonderful tuesday night spending it with all you fine folks here uh, on that sports podcast that's spot ugh, that's going to take some getting used to that sports podcast network uh, TSPN. They, TSPN. T- we got to embrace it. That's just right be, there. In front of us. Yeah. TSPN. This has been, t- yes, on TSPN. I, I'm just trying to make sure people know the name. But TSPN is 100% what I'm going to be calling it. Uh, but that is going to do it for us. The Genesis uh, Invitational is here. Tigers back. Enjoy the tournament this week, and I will be away. So I'm going to uh, probably catch the beginning and the end of this tournament. I'll miss the in-between. Uh But I hope it goes well. Hope you guys all have a fine weekend. And as always, stay classy.